Welcome back. I'm Shiko. I'm Yam. And I'm Gavani. And this is Okay. Okay. Kiasi. Breaking glass brand new. I'm doing the most days. Hi. That sounds like that club got shut up. Excuse. Hashtag That club got shut. That's not the DJ anymore. If I hear more than two poo-pooms, you <laughs> yeah. like, lay down, lay down, everyone down. Not poo-pooms. Poo-poo meant you? Anyway, wow. No, never more than two poo-pooms. Hey, wow. What is that playing Gang. reggae and they're talking poo-poom? What are you going to do, lay down? <laughs> you can't listen to Ragatone. No, bend over. <laughs> God. No, this. <laughs> this is deteriorating fast. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, guys. Well, anyway, so <laughs> tell me, how was your week? <laughs> my week was so great. Let me tell you, I'm so happy about pum pums. Anyway, um, my week was cool. I had an event at a university. I was at USIU, um, for their media day. It was so dope. Kids are so excited about podcasting. It makes me so happy because everyone in the world of podcasting is like, we don't know how to reach out to the 18 to 24 year olds. I'm like, if you went to a university, maybe you'd find out that they're on that plug. Um, it was very fun. Um, it's so interesting. But university kids, it's I still can't get over every time I go to a university where they're like, hi, um, I just wanted you to, you know, that respect thing where they're like, you're an adult. And I'm just like, guy. When did I become an adult? I'm just like, guys, I'm an... You know, when, you, when something happens and you're looking for the adult in the room, then you realize it's you. And you're just like, Shit, You are the adult in the room. I'm the adult in the room. Today, we also went for our cousin's um, graduation thing. And this it's the first time I've had an adult. So this guy is about... He looks like he was in his 60s. And he said for him, he was like... He's looking at his friends because he's at his friend's son's graduation. But in his head... He's the same age as like the kid who's graduating. He's like, you never feel like you're getting old. And then one day you look in the mirror and you have like gray hair. And it's just like, oh my God, how did this happen? Like, where did the 30 years go? And I was like, I've never had an adult say that before. They never admit that they don't know what's happening or that they feel young. And all my friends and I always just like, like, I don't feel like I know what I'm doing yet. And the world tells me I should know what I'm doing. So... I was going through that crisis at the university, but it was so much fun. Also, good news <laughs> for all you people. I've, people have really been coming to me with concern, being like, are you okay? What's happening? We've been listening to the podcast. You have burnout. Guys, the Lord reigns. Um, as my colleague Angie said, shout out to Angie. She's squad. She said, because you are refusing to do something about it, the rest of us prayed um, for there to be a solution. And so two of my events have been cancelled. <laughs> wow. So I'm not under as much pressure. Shout out, Angie. What yeah, is that divine like, intervention? She was like, because you weren't listening to me and your sisters. First, also, you guys need to, she she teams up with you people. She's like, did you listen? I'm like, shut up, all of you. I'm going to block you. But I can't block her because we're in the office. But like, I'd block her. Um, but yeah, um, so one I called, like I was, I cancelled myself. The other one, the Lord genuinely did it because it was meant to be with Ghanaian podcasters and like 
the event was meant to be held on the same day they're doing game one at the world cup which of course no one wow. is going to attend that today no 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 on thursday they have their first game as in game one for the Ghanaians. for the Ghanaians, not oh, game one for like world cup. i thought you were saying yeah. yeah 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 so um they're cancelled which has eased my like like you know that thing where you're just like i didn't know i was not breathing it feels like i had held my breath and then i've just done it feels so good you're the only one who is realizing this excuse me, me can known. you just let me have my light bulb bitch. moment thanks so much <laughs> what a rude bitch you're so crazy <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so glad to have you back though. I'm back, bitches. Pew, 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 pew. That's why I was pum pooming up in this place. You don't understand what the Lord has brought me to. <laughs> Q organ, pe, pe, pe. He has done it for me. Jing, jing, jing. <laughs> What's that song? I'm like a bucket up. We got a pum, 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 pum. Have you seen she could leave the club? Have you seen her? Did you see how she could left the club? But there's a what is happening? <laughs> so much. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Oh my god. Yeah, how was your week? <laughs> um, my week was good. Uh, pretty chill, pretty uneventful. I think things are just kind of winding down at the moment. Um, I caught up with a few work people that um. I've been working with this this year, um, kind of planning for next year, seeing what opportunities are coming up. Um, yeah, and then on Saturday we the the people we train with, Forty Eight Shred had Forty Eight Shred Fitness Games. Um, so we were at the gym all day, and it was just like such an amazing event just like i don't know i I think i've become a gym bro i was just saying like (laughs) the fact that like my chill saturday plan is like to go to the gym and just like be at the crossfit games it's just i i never thought i was this person so i'm i've just settled into my gym bro vibes um but yeah, it was such a great, you know, sometimes when you, I, I felt so tired and then when I got home, I was like, girl, you feel so tired and you did not even do one workout. So can you imagine these other guys, um, how they, yeah, it was just a great show of like teamwork and just like health, like just a healthy lifestyle type of vibe. So I really enjoyed it. I'm really excited. Yeah, also running in the sun. Yeah, I I feel like, I don't know, it feels like a family with these guys that we work out with. So their win feels like my win. Like it's it's such a, the hype, the excitement is so dope. And of course, the first position and second position were our coaches. Gang, so gang. That was extra special. Um, yeah, so it's really cool. And then on Friday also, we went to support a friend of ours at the launch of the 48-hour film project. Um, For those who don't know, it's like when you get to make a movie in 48 hours. I did it once in, I want to say 2016, I think. Um, But it was just like so exciting to see the teams in the room, you know, when they discover what their genres are. Um, You know, just that excitement of having to script, shoot, edit, and upload a film in 48 hours it, it 
like that excitement was palpable so um i also feel hella maxed out on my social (laughs) what big word palpable you said (laughs) (laughs) yes um so yeah uh i'm I'm rather drained on the social scale, but otherwise I had a really great, great weekend. Dope. Great week, actually. Wunjiku, what's Chico? happening in your life? Um, Last week was the last week before break. I am officially on Thanksgiving break right now, which is very exciting. Maybe that's why I have so many pum-pums in boom, me. Boom-boom-boom. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Boom, boom. Yeah, so um, my week was kind of just winding down. Um, I like to do a Thanksgiving meal with my classes. So we um, prepped a Thanksgiving meal one day. We had mac and cheese, chicken and gravy. We had green bean casserole, pumpkin pies. We made pumpkin bread. We really just feasted it That's out. That's so fun. Um, but also the way you said that really chicken fun. and gravy, it's like you ate it. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't but it's my recipe so it's bomb gang for sure <laughs> yeah it's a, actually a really good garlic creamy garlic chicken gravy um and then the chicken can be made however you want to make it Ooh, so i actually nice. give my students the freedom um and what they decided to do is just um grill it and then slice it and then now um, pour the gravy on top of it, which was delicious. Every class had, um, I teach, this semester has been a pretty easy one because I'm teaching only one class, but three different sections. So it's nice because I don't have to plan like multiple classes in a day or whatever. So I kind of make it a competition per block. They're like, ah, our chicken looks so much better than this other class's chicken, whatever it is. And it's always fun, like when my third block comes in and they're like hey we heard first block said that this worked and this didn't work and they're always like eager to try and better themselves and be better than the class before so it's it's always fun um and they were comparing who had the better thanksgiving party or whatever it is but yeah it was a pretty chill week i went to the gym a couple of times um it's been nice going to the gym, but then I think I need to switch my schedule because now with dance, sometimes we'll have practice until like 6 p.m. And the gym starts at 6.30. So like I'm always running from there, running to the gym. And then also at that time, I have no energy. And then now it's daylight savings. So I'm driving in the dark. You already feel like you're working out at midnight. Right. Yeah. So maybe I'm about to become a morning gym bay. Wow. All the best do time. it. Yeah. Do Some it. Because <laughs> I'm thinking if I go in at 5.30, work out, come home, shower, go to work by 7.30, um, it can be a, it can be a guan. <laughs> it can. Or a guan. Because <laughs> for me, let me tell you, I've only gone to the gym once one. in the morning. Once. <laughs> I went to the gym once on a Saturday in the morning. I think it was like 8.30 or 9. My coach looked yeah. at me and he was like, you need coffee. <laughs> and then the babe was like, Yum used to be that babe. Yeah, the babe was like, what do you want uh, yeah, an American really look? He was to. like, no, make it a triple. That's what I look like in the morning. Oh. So then you tell me five. Girl, you learn. You learn to me. I think I could. Like, remember, I used to wake up like at four to go to a spin class at like 5.30 or was it five? Was yeah. it a 5.30 class? You're or a five a o'clock class? See, chew. 
anyway i've reformed i don't know if i i can still do it though i mean like on the days i'm teaching i'll usually go to the gym at 5 five thirty. but yeah. i also like i think one of the reasons i love to gym is because it helps me with my sleep so working out in the evening mm. makes me exhausted enough to like lull myself into a deep rest and i've really grown to enjoy that part Except like when I wake up in the morning and do it, then I'm also like so hyperactive. But like by 5 p.m., I'm like, mm, yeah, I was thinking the, you say the best part of gymming in the evening is because I'm there or a bitch. <laughs> okay so also that you're there. I did. Boom, boom. I just said what the gym does for me. My God. Hey, pressure for days. Anyway. The boom, boom energy, guys. Boom, boom energy anyway um the wheel yeah yeah i have Stand a song but you have to harmonize chick are you ready i don't even you know, know you know but I'm always ready. I my I head right round right ah no we already did that one when? you go down you go <laughs> down, down. Ah, no, we this did, thing. that's the one i, I did it. on episode one is that the one yeah. Now I span, spanning, spinning. <laughs> what? We'll go back to Kodak. There we go. Oh, Spain, 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 Spain. Walk, walk, walk. What does he say after walk? Walk. <laughs> I didn't do enough research to know beyond oh that. Gosh. Where are we? Okay, so it we landed at on repeat. I feel like we did this like last week. Was it last week? Or the week Did before. We? Spin again. It's okay. Let's do it. I spin. Yeah. I don't feel yeah. like being on repeat. What is on repeat is the spinner. Is the wheel. Boom, boom. <laughs> it's all your fake spin songs. Excuse <laughs> me. My spin song is mine. No, but you know, again. I feel like dance hall has to have more spin songs. I'll Google dance Yeah, hall if you do the research, I'm sure. Pondy River. I'm sure so I we landed this. on on my wall. Oh, so fun for the second spin. Do I start? S- yes, yeah. please go ahead. Okay, on my wall is the gang. Nya mentioned it. Um, our people, our coaches, um, became like did an amazing job. So it was our coaches and our friend who was helping them like plan the whole thing. They did such a great job. Let me tell you, running events is just a wild thing. And then when you have other people in the thing, you have so many people. Like you're dealing with athletes, you're dealing with judges, you're dealing with so many other things. Um, myself, I was tired and I, like Nyam said, I did nothing. But on my wall is that squad because they did such a good job. They were also so fair. You know, like it's just a lot. So for an amazing event and for winning number one and two for sure gang and like nyam said we are gym bros now i really have fought that feeling of being a gym bro but like i'm just accepting slowly that i'm accepting that it. person i'm like oh my god just every time accept. we meet like oh my god did you see the deadlift that i did i'm that person and i'm sorry <laughs> um, yeah but it also makes a difference having people around you who True. like have the same energy it does. You know what True. I mean? and then also they're on my wall because we just hit a year of being at the gym and if you know me, you know mm. I hate the gym. I hated the gym. I've hated gym people all my life. So for me to be volu- 
volunteering to go for a gym event at a gym for gym people lets you know just how amazing these humans are because I'm anti-gym at my core. So on my wall are the people, the squad. It's them for just being amazing and for keeping me sane the last year. They really have been, they've taken me through some things and they didn't know. So hashtag 48 shredder on my wall. That's the coaches on my wall. All three of them, actually. The ones who did the training, head judge, all of them on my wall. Yeah. You want to go next, Chico? I'm still thinking. Okay. I think I'm on my wall today. Yes. Yes. Uh, energy. Um, that's just kind of the energy that I have been feeling. That I sat down the other day and I looked at... <laughs> so so dumb. I looked at myself. <laughs> you called yourself to a meeting. Like, I called myself to a meeting and I was like, wow, the amount of things that you do on a day-to-day basis is actually quite baffling. But we make it work. So I think I'm on my wall. You I'm don't happy. make it work, you thrive. I... Thanks. Excellent. So I think I'm happy at um, putting myself up there today and just yes. appreciating the work that I do for myself daily. Woo! Yes. And for others. Finger snaps. Finger snaps. That's my favorite wall of all <laughs> our walls. Thank you. What are you I'm wearing so in you. when you're on your in your pinup, Nini? Me? On your yeah, wall. She's for asking your, your outfit for your Nothing. wall. Nothing. I don't wear glutes. <laughs> yeah. On your wall, you're going to have a nude. I'm going to have a nude. Why is she laughing like she's not the biggest nudist of all of us? True, I'm a nudist. But remember, like... Even when I had myself on the wall, like I at least I was wearing shorts and like a, like a sports bra. Cause that's this, because the thing people you. will pull out of the magazine. But that's why it's then Playboy. It's not for their that's wall. The it's point. my wall. Oh, okay. But me, I want you to reproduce and share with people. No reproducing. Not <laughs> <laughs> reproduce. I don't know. Anyway. Oh my goodness. Anyway, yeah. It is what yeah. it is. Um, I think Gavani has kind of touched on who I would have had on my wall. Um, so that's why I was confused. Oh, you know who I have on my wall You can would have the same be... people also. Yeah, I would say the same people because they are great. But let me also throw flowers to Ben Saiko and Wanjironjiru. Um, they are a cute young couple. Um for those who don't know. And I've really been enjoying their podcast, the Joyride podcast. Um, they've had some really good guests, especially on this season. I just find that it's so relatable and um, real. And I also really like the work they're doing like with young people. Um, I think that university age also, it's just like such a crucial time like Gadani was talking about um in my former job I also used to do a lot of work with university students like every year um I just feel like it's such a hopeful time in your life um and I feel like they bring such a good energy to that space and I also love that even while being older I can so relate to their content so I want to shine a light on them so they will be on my wall today. Wait, are they? How old are they? Um, I want to say like maybe late twenties, 
maybe early 30s i don't feel no i don't think they're 30 gadoni i think they must be no, for us I now guess we are, people in their 30s and 20s are the equivalent of what a few years ago would be like 40 <laughs> Speak um, for yourself. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, maybe I'm underestimating. I don't know that. Uh, maybe they just turned thirty. You know that ca- Yeah, yeah, about yeah. Just turned thirty, actually. Yeah. Well, thirty one, twenty twenty one, turned thirty. Oh, you have googled. Yeah, man. What a fact checker. Thank the Lord for yeah. So like early thirties. I'm a journalist. Oh, but that means they're not that much younger than me. Or at least maybe that's what I'm telling Miss. Sorry. (laughs) Say that again for the people at the back. I think I think after thirty five you just have to let it go. I think I'm stuck at a certain age. Like if you ask me, my head says thirty three, then now I have to start adding the actual years. Oh, I remember because there's a time I don't know who asked me my age and she's like that's not possible then she's like wait never mind because she knows I'm younger and she's like if I'm 33 and you're 34 that's not possible <laughs> wow so, yeah do you guys feel old no I don't that's like yeah, what I, I don't was saying feel old at yeah actually I'm trippy. like every once in a while I'll wake up with another car ache and be like oh wow this is new. Okay. Okay. I guess, I guess this is it. So in those small things, but like when I look at myself or like when I talk to people, I don't see myself as an old person at all. <laughs> Except for my knee and back pain. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. No, me in my head. I can't, I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm not my age. I just wonder how I thought my age was old. Because I feel like the difference is when our parents were our age, they had, it looked like they had things together. But it's realizing that they didn't, but then had responsibilities. So it was being as confused as I am, but having three children and a mortgage being paid. I can't But like whoever thought that imagine. was a good idea? I do. Capitalism. Like having kids... Honestly, not having kids in general, but like that young, because I, wow. I don't know, like I always wanted to be a young mom and like glow, hey, glow. Wow. What a Well, one jiggles that you, gang gang. <laughs> I grew up with my children, but at the same time, I'm like, damn, I can't even imagine. Bruh, I'm like, sometimes it's that thing for the most I can, the most responsibility I can have is Oscar. Like, just having fed him and watered him is enough. Time out, thank you. I'm not watered him. <laughs> See, they call it watering animals. I was just like, it sounds like I pour water <laughs> on him. That is fun, You can see the guys are like coming in a... Jesus' time. <laughs> you are leading him to the trust. <laughs> Samaritan woman. Wow. <laughs> I am leading him to the trust. I, I was thinking Excuse. snake plant, maybe a fiddle leaf. <laughs> can never. This is what I was about to say. Then people tell me, get a plant. I'm like, Please, the plant won't tell me it needs water. I know you guys try and convince me it will. Lies. Anyway. <laughs> no trigger warning for this episode. <laughs> Amen. Um, thank you guys so much for the feedback. And yeah, enjoy this one. Great. So today, 
we're talking about education. Um, so as you know, by now, we grew up in different households, even though we are siblings. Um, and some of the things that are different in terms of our bringing is also the kind of schools we went to. And so we just thought we'd talk about um, our education, our education background, how we feel that that affects um, our lives now. Uh, and we'd also love to hear from you, but maybe you guys can start us off and tell us, everyone will kind of give their background in terms of school, how you felt that shaped you. Um, so who wants to start? Is mine the easiest or is yours? I feel like yours is the easiest. Nyami is, anyway, is straightforward. Um, okay, so I can start then. Uh, for, for nursery school, I went to Nairobi Baptist Nursery School. Um, my first friend... I like I like to think of my first friend as uh, someone who's still my friend now. Yeah, um, I don't really think we remember being friends at Nairobi Baptist uh, Nursery School, but um, the fact that we were there at the same time is kind of cool. I don't remember much about that school except maybe like uh, the uniform <laughs> and um, being in a couple of plays because of pictures. Um, and of course that's where we were going at the time of our accident. So that's the other significance of the school. Um, after that we lived in Parklands and I went to Hospital Hill Primary School, uh, from pre-primary or we used to call it pre-unit, PP, pre-primary. Um, that's before kindergarten, Cindy? Yeah, that's after. the... It's actually after, ki- after kindergarten. It's after kindergarten before standard before one. one. Yeah. I, I didn't know there was something like that. Yeah. I think it also depends. I guess because I I studied in the 844 um, system, I guess some schools might have it different. And I think like nowadays there's play group or play school first, even before you go into like kindergarten. Baby class. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so it would be like i guess the equivalent of like a baby class i don't i don't know no it Um, would be higher (laughs) clearly we don't have children (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yes so i went to hospital hill for all the eight years um i have fond memories of that school i think um it's weird like the relationships i formed there like some I've, I've been able to just pick up and move on from in adulthood. Um, of course, it was also the school I went to when a lot of like uh, dramatic family changes were happening. Um, some of the people maybe were not as aware in terms of what was happening. I think I was very self-conscious and uh, a, bit, a bit of a loner towards the end. But then... Yeah, I don't I don't have bad memories of school at that point. Um, that sounds so sad. No, I don't like I don't have bad memories. Why is that sad? Cuz you said Alona. I feel like Alona. I think her personality just became more outgoing after high school. I mean, after primary, not necessarily like Lona as in sitting yeah, up I don't by think herself. I, yeah, I don't think I was like alone, like maybe shy. It that way. I was 
I was just more protective of how much I engaged with people. So I still was doing oh, all okay. the things. Like I still went to school trips and all of that. Um, I still had friends. I just you don't. I just didn't talk about the things I wasn't comfortable talking about. You know. So that's from my own perspective. I knew I was managing my my engagement, so to speak. Um, but overall, I don't have bad memories of being in school um, at the primary level. Um, it was generally a good experience. Um, and then I did my KCP. Um, gosh, I wonder if I can remember my exact marks. I, Do they still score it the and, same way? No, they don't. No. By the time even Gavani was doing her KCP, the scoring was different. I did the scoring at 700 marks being the highest. Gavani's, I think, was 500 marks by the time. Yeah, we were the first year of 500. Yeah, so we learned all of the subjects for the 700, but we were only um, examined on five. Like the main exam was only on five. The thing that's so wild to me is like you're brought up thinking that this exam is like so... And it is, I guess, make or break because it determines the school you go to and all of that. But the fact that in my adult age, I cannot even remember the the marks I had. I'm like, clearly, it, it was <laughs> yeah. not. It was not that um, crazy. I remember anyway, mine. So... I ran. I ran <laughs> into that a lot with like my high schoolers because like they'll be so traumatized and heartbroken over this one test. Yeah. Because I give I give like a certification course and it's pretty intense because it's an adult exam. So I'm mm-hmm. like, this is not one of those exams that you pay for. Just thinking, ah, I'm just going to do it. Like if you're going mm-hmm. to pay for this exam, you mm-hmm. have to actually study and apply yourself. Yeah. And they're like, but what if I pay the money and I fail? And then I'm like, and then what? You've lost thirty. Thirty dollars because it's thirty dollars. You've mm-hmm. lost thirty dollars, but like it really doesn't determine how people will view mm. you or you as a person or yeah. being a failure or whatever. But it's so crazy how education can um, yeah. make you so anxious over yeah. things that won't matter in like a couple of years. But anyway, True. continue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. It's you're absolutely right. Um. So yeah. So then I did my exam. I was actually called to Pumwa. Pangat Pumwani girls. Um, so because at the like time, that. like based on your marks, you would be called to a specific school. So of course, my marks were not sufficient for a national school. I was gonna be in not Pumwani. Gosh, oh my god, it was Ngara girls. hospital. Yes, I don't know why I've got Pumwani. I was it's just Pangani. like, um, I was even going to like Google. <laughs> hey. I'm like, you are. But that you again, are going to become a nurse. <laughs> wow but i think there's also a pumwani school to be honest but there has to um, be i think it's for guys anyway also anyway yeah so um i got called to there's pumwani school for nursing there's pumwani secondary school but guess what it's a boys secondary school so i don't know so i was called to pangani i think ngara um and then to be honest i don't think i was called to state house but they used to have what was like second selection so it's like after the people who are called to the school because you'll be called like let's say 
to state house but you are also called to a different school so maybe you decide to go to cabs instead of state house so then they would have like these gaps that they can fill with other people so i was a second selection um at state house in the back what is cabs that is um moy girls high school i think so um yeah so every school had its like nickname monica whatever um and for just quick um overview for the american audience or international audience because we have quite a few um we're talking about the kenyan education system to where like after um primary school which is standard eight grade eight you have to take a test and that pretty much determines what high school you Mm -hmm. go to so Mm -hmm. for us for us technically it would be like if we um the university process you know so whatever right. you mm-hmm. got in high school, determining what university you get accepted to, it's the same right. thing for primary going into high school in Kenya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is for the public education system as well. System, because yes. there are different right. systems depending on the school you attend. So yeah. I... Yeah, so I went to State House. Um, being second selection, you kind of joined maybe two weeks after the first selection has joined um i think i had like a lot of culture shock it was the first time i was going to boarding school um so it was quite an experience sorry i need to sneeze oh excuse me um bless you yeah so it was culture shock but i made some really good friends so cute (laughs) thanks sorry (laughs) Um, yeah, so I made some good friends in my first year, but there was also a lot of bullying when I joined um, State House. Uh, I really found it difficult to adjust. Uh, it was very strange. Also, I feel like at State House, there was um, this this thing of if you came from a certain side of Uhuru Highway, um, Uhuru Highway is like a road in nairobi so if you're on i don't know if it's east or west but like the upper side of home is highway then you are (laughs) you are considered a barbie which is like i guess posh Posh. or upper class or higher social status versus if you lived on the other side of uhuru highway um and i think it was the first time that i came across this kind of demarcation of people and I had never considered myself to be privileged or upper class even, let's say, or posh. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that's the first time I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know that that's a thing. But also it was the wrong thing to be. Um, You would imagine that it's... um, Okay, my Zoom is giving me its own Thumbs up. reactions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, then. Good Thanks. job. My Zoom said congratulations. Up, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I feel like uh, at that time in the school, it was not a good thing to be a Barbie. So, everyone yeah. treated you like who do you think you are? You know, like, it... it mm. 
I, I feel like I changed who I was to be able to survive high school. Let me put it that way. So I mm-hmm. dumbed down any kind of exposure I had or any kind of um, privileges, so to speak. Because I was like, if I'm mm-hmm. going to survive here, I have to be one with the people. But I remember feeling like I had to morph myself um, into something different to be able to go through the four years but anyway finished high school um and i think actually maybe that's why i don't think i have very many friendships from high school that i have maintained um Mm -hmm. and it's not because people are bad or you know that kind of thing i just feel like the person they know me to be based on who i was there was the person i was being for survival not the true me so it's difficult right. for me to maintain that person when it's not really who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and so even if I have compassion and friendship with some people, I feel like it's still very surface level, except with a few people who I felt like I could be myself with. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So then after that, I finished... Uh, high school and then i went to daystar university which is at the time when i went you had to go to athi river which is a far away place in the desert <laughs> well not anymore but at the time i went gosh it was like the real jungle like yeah like you couldn't walk from the campus because of the park like wild animals you know like and then the heat we had like mirage you know like you look out into the distance wow. nowadays it's so developed you know the, the lines yeah, are why you why you why you exp- why are you explaining Simba. what literally is all that these you? americans think kenya is <laughs> anyway Nebraska it's okay it's it's, it's it's a long time ago <laughs> Those no. are the questions I get. So, did you grow up near lions? Like, yeah. <laughs> it, lions. it was hyenas. By the way, you could oh walk at night. Oh, my gosh. It was, you're walking and you're just yeah. seeing them laughing in the corner, bro. <laughs> gosh, I remember when I went for um, the first week when you go for orientation, I was not prepared. I didn't have sunscreen. I came back, like, with peeling skin and, like, you know, when oh, your lips she. are so chapped, they are so cracked. <laughs> Um, and to be honest, that is what saved my skincare routine because after that week, I was like, I guess sunscreen is <laughs> it for me for life. I remember I used skincare. to have that blue Nivea, that Nivea bottle <laughs> stayed with Nyam in her Yo, bag. That Nivea saved my for life after every class layering. Literally, yeah, Bruh. it was, it was, yeah. So anyway, that that's my school experience, and then now I guess after in terms of formal education um i think i went back to school now maybe like three years ago two years ago now to do like professional courses um but yeah that's that's my education background so much for being straightforward eh? (laughs) actually in comparison to everything we are going to say after it is the most straightforward straightforward um so for me i went to a baby class thing. I can't remember the name of the damn school. Yeah. Um. Then I went Marlboro. to Marlboro. Marlboro. That was the name. 
of all the things that you remember with your memory anyway marlboro is the place i went it was like a bougie baby classy that's the one you live at like noon whatever it is then i went to white cottage nursery school and then the story of my life is following my sister i will follow you follow so, follow you thank you thanks guys <laughs> um so here i was in pp pre unit 2 years behind nayambura in school at hospital hill let me tell you a story it was so great having a big sister in school you know because i remember there's a day <laughs> there's a day a girl refused to be my friend she had told me her mom owned the canteen okay <laughs> her mom owned the canteen and what used to happen then is memory. my story please it's so great her mom owned the canteen and now because her mom owned the canteen what would happen is if you're her friend you'd get a free break so in as much as i was getting break from home which is like jam and whatever on bread which is not cool to kids you know like yeah. bread even though bread slaps but like when you're young, bread is like not cool. So she'd give like she'd get a kombi, and a kombi is like a mandazi and samosa. How do you explain what a mandazi is to Americans? Anyway, a mandazi is it. like what's Binye. that thing we had in Nola? Binye. Okay, so yeah. like that with a samosa, and um, that would be the combination, and you'd get it for free. And this day she just told me I'm not your friend, and I was like, <gasps> no mandazi and samosa. I was so sad. I went to Nyam. Please note, me and this girl are in class two. I went to wait, 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 I have a question, I have a question. Ask me. Mandazi and samosa, would you put the samosa inside the mandazi? Mom told me that. Of course, in her, in her. you have to tear it. <laughs> it's called a kombi. Yeah, you tear the top. Kombi. Because the mandazi, a good, a good mandazi, if you tear it, can open up it's to hollow. give you a pocket. Yes. So you put in, you stuff the holiness with the samosa. So when you cook <laughs> a bite, it's the sweet and salty. If the samosa has a bit of like you know aka any spice aka chili it's like sugar salt it's called umami okay thank you so that's if you have time to actually put the samosa inside the mandazi because by the time you're leaving the canteen like people are also pinching the sides to have like the samosa yeah, and the kombi here, as well we used to have hawks so if you don't hide it under your sweater immediately you don't have break because the hawk done stole it anyway that's a whole <laughs> other story for another day um so actually are they really hawks they're whatever they are snatchy birds Kites. i don't know that they're actually hawks <laughs> they're hawks, they're snatch- hawks. snatchy, snatchy birds, birds. <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to get david attenborough to tell us what the birds are anyway so this babe was like i'm not your friend and it was break time I was like, I don't believe I'm not getting a mandazi samosa. Because I think that they had on purpose forgotten my break. Because like, why do I need spread when I get my mandazi samosa for free? Let me tell you how and I went to Nyam crying. you always in trouble. Actually, I think I was in pre-unit. I went to Nyam crying. I remember I was in pre-unit. Because how the school was set up, class two was in the same block. as It was pre-unit, class one, class two in the same block. Nyam's class was right at the end, one end, and mine was on the other end. And I came to her wailing. And I was like, oh my God, she told me she's not my friend. And now I'm not. Nyam came. Nyam had a squad. When she was young, she had a squad. There were seven babes. Okay. Wow. I'm not going to see all their names, but there were seven <laughs> babes. And all seven of them came. 
and ask this girl, who do you think you are? Please note, this is like eight-year-olds versus six-year-olds, so it's not like a dramatic thing. Oh my gosh. But they were just like, how can you not be friends with But it sister? still is. At that age, it's dramatic. At that age, it's such a dramatic thing. Like, now when I'm coming to talk to someone on my behalf, I'm like, sure, we are the same age. <laughs> but, like, that time, eight <laughs> versus six is, like, teenager. So, yeah. she was like, why aren't you friends with my sister? And I got my mandazi samosa, so... Go to school. Are you serious? This actually yes. happened. Oh my god! I can't. It's just that I can't name your friends. It was so great. You guys were like, yeah, so just say chat me because I'm then like, stood, I had you know, a like how mean girls. You know how mean girls walk in the corridor. It was so good. <laughs> I felt so great. Anyway, so I did my till class eight. Um, I found out from someone that they considered me a mean girl, but I wasn't actually mean. I just hung out with you know the cool kids. Yeah. Um, so I hung out with the cool kids, but I was the of the cool kids, the person who also talked to everyone else. Because I feel like once you've had at camp, I'd had the feeling of I'm not the, I don't fit in. And once you've had that feeling in your life, you never want to be the source. I just never want to be the source of someone feeling that way. So I'd talk mm-hmm. to everyone, but I had really cool friends. I didn't get bullied or anything like that. I don't think I had the same experience when it came to like the drama at the house. I don't think I ever even brought it up like in school. And it also helped that like in class five, one of our family friends joined my class. So it was really fun having him there as well. And I guess in school, I was also smart in primary school. I didn't have the drama of like reading or whatever it is, you know. So like out of the 500, I got like six, 362, I think is what I got. So I was called to Aria Girls. I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. I had the option to go to Kianda because there's a time Kianda had been like the top 10 girls of our school can go to them if we get like 350 and above. So I had the option, but something my brain told me, no, you want to do boarding school. And I was like, I don't want to go there. I want to go to boarding school. Possession. Wow. Yes. You had this choice. Imagine I could have gone to Kianda and I'd have gotten wow. a scholarship wow. as well. Which was wild. Like, now I think about it, I'm like, what? Because there's a day we even went, like, the top 10 girls of the, like, my class went to Kianda for the day just to be like, they were basically trying to sell it to us, I guess. So we went to spend the day with them. But, like, they walk in a file, like, one file. You don't run in corridors. You don't raise your voice. Yeah, it's very ladylike. It's, like, so I don't think you could have hacked. me, I'd have been expelled after a week, guys. You know, for sure. <laughs> it's one hundred. Like my shoes weren't polished. Some shit. <laughs> it's like my tie wasn't up. It would have been something for sure. I can't, like, can't. And then we had to do mass. They had mass every lunchtime or something, guys. I'd have been expelled. I know. For so sure. I was just like, for sure. Not to have the, that the stories I've had from mom because mom went there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I like for the day we went. I'm like, I got into so much trouble because like, even when you're talking to your friend, you can't walk beside your friend in the corridor. You walk in a straight line. I'm like, am I in jail trying to go to the yard? <laughs> I mean, what's happening? Girl, the yard. Girl, it felt just like, you know, because in Hospital Hill, we were playing blada and like running around and like playing cutty. We used to play rounders in front of the hall. I'm like, you guys expect my shirt to stay tucked in? the whole day my tie up. like <laughs> jesus you'd expect me not to have dust on my you know like watching babes like shining their shoes halfway through the day because they had dust i was like who looked at their shoes me first was i going home with socks let's just discuss i'm like oh, socks. 
<laughs> you're worried about your shoes having dust jesus oh i gosh. i know i'd have been expelled but i was just like i don't know if it's because i'd seen yam do it i was like i'm gonna go to boarding school so i think i had the option i was being asked if i should try to kenya high i was like no i don't because again i think there was a comfort in having my sister so i went to state house um thankfully by that time my sister was a senior praise him from whom all blessings flow mm-hmm. so i didn't get that much drama mm-hmm. there was still a bit of drama from there's a bit of bullying it wasn't as bad as when yam came in but yeah. like um i also got away with a lot because like having yam as a senior and then in the middle of like my form one she became a cop which is a prefect so which protected me more because i'm a prefect sister you're not going to mess with me that way and then mm-hmm. what also helped is like of the bullies who were there in form four the greatest bully of all bullies in the school was in the basketball team with us and for some reason she liked me she took to me as a friend so she actually ended up protecting me from bullies like in my dorm like in we used to have dorms based on colors she was in like a different room or whatever it is she was in kifaru which was black house or whatever and you played basketball so we played basketball together so i'd come from her room sometimes i'd go to yam's room then go to her room so there's a day i was coming from her room and the bullies on my floor were like where are you coming from and all of that and i don't know what made her come down from her room because she should not have been on that floor and she came and she's like what are you doing here and you know when it's the people on your floor the bullies you have to respect those guys more because she's not going to be here forever but she was like get out of this room so i was looking at the bullies from like my floor to be like okay can i go and she was like i don't know what you're looking at them for and because of that because she was like the bully of bullies i stopped <laughs> being bullied by bullies you know because of hierarchy she was the queen when she said leave this one alone i was left alone so it helped that i had her and yam and so by the time yam was leaving i was already a senior so there was no drama for me necessarily in high school high school i was very aloof um i hated school hated what it what a vocab wow i hated school so much um so i just did whatever i needed to do to exist like i was just like it's a pass through it's fine i don't care i was just like what do i need to do basketball helped me pass time so i played basketball and like so i didn't make that many friends i think i have one really two really good friends still from high school but like i just existed i genuinely just existed i'd have people who would be studying you know like they'd wake up at four to read i'd be like i'm the second last person out of the dorm almost like i had to become friends with the matron because now i know i'll be punished if i don't you know <laughs> if i don't become friends with her i'll be punished because i'm late out of the dorm I became friends with people in the kitchen because otherwise I wouldn't have breakfast because I'm always late, basically. But it was like skate through. And it annoyed a lot of my teachers because they'd be like, you have such potential. And I was like, I hate this place. I hate it so much. So I'll just do what and I need to do And then after Form 4? Um, I failed, not really. So it's one of those things where a lot of times you get... Your marks are very important. So I ended up doing like... um. A levels i had to go to uganda i didn't know i was going to uganda i think i mentioned this in season one 
where um, one day I was just told you're going tomorrow. So I went. Um, I did form five and six. Then I came back home. Um, I tried to get into USIU. I was told I can't because I did my ONA levels into different countries. They said I should do one semester in Uganda. I said no. So I ended up in University of Nairobi. Um, I think I mentioned this in season one again. I did not want to go to school. I was done. But my papers were filed. Oh, like, yeah. Father is the one submitted on your behalf. The application on my behalf. So they were submitted on my mm. behalf. I got in. And so I did school. And university is the only time I enjoyed school for me. Um, but I was in University of Nairobi. And I nice. haven't gone back. I've played around with the idea of a master's, but... Whew. Yeah. Wanjiko? Whew. So I feel like I went to seven schools between the ages of three and five. <laughs> um, because that wow. was the transition from like kindergarten, nursery, um, PU, um, all of them. So I think I started at, I don't remember that school called, what's it called? The one that closed? Wow, who knows? Nani's, oh. Nani's mom is the one who was my teacher. Yes, Banks I remember. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Oh, before from mom, anyway, I don't remember. Like, Nasari, I remember which I, one you're talking I about. I know the one you're talking I about. I don't remember. Okay, I don't remember so anyway, I went to that school, and then I think I went to Msingibora, and then I went to Sijui, where I went to so many schools. St. Hannah's. St. Hannah's. Like I think St. Hannah's, I went for one day. And then I, t- I came home crying or something and mom was like, you're not going back. And that was the you end of that late. story. You came no, home they picked you at six in the morning and they brought you back at 6 p.m. Oh, because I was the, the last route. and the first stop. Yeah, so yeah. you were the first person to be picked and you were the last one to be dropped. And it was just like, oh yeah, you were no. fast asleep when the driver brought Both. you. It was so sad. And then your teacher like, was like, and so she has homework, God. make sure she does it. You were just like, no. Yeah. It was Mom over. was like, no, she's not going back. So that was a one day experience. Um, I went to Msingibora <laughs> and I think there was a problem like because I tested higher and then they were like, because she's born in April, like CG March is the cutoff for this class. So they wanted to put me a grade behind, not because of my test, rather because of my um age age and mom wasn't going for that so i think i ended up in riara i did a couple of years at riara into primary school i was at riara until i was in class two standard two um a lot of friends made there and a lot of friends that i still keep in touch with today um i met at that riara time because i feel like there was a certain squad like there was a time where that school was popping you know what i mean so like all the people that i was at school with in that time like i feel like there was just something special about us but anyway we just kept in touch and everything um i didn't do very well academically but socially obviously i did okay um i was bullied a little bit um by older classmen but it wasn't anything serious to where i'd be crying or whatever it was just regular um primary school stuff you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i don't think it really affected me much but there's some people today who try and say hi to me and i'm like nah we we don't rock like that. <laughs> like we don't rock like that. I, I still remember. remember. The days when. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um after that, um, because I wasn't doing well academically, mom pulled me out and she had heard of this system called ACE, Accelerated Christian Education. I think I already mentioned this um 
in episodes prior um i went to one school that's the one where i stayed for about like maybe four or five years and no maybe three and that's the one that i had mentioned in season one that i got bullied really badly by um the owner's children excuse me Mm -hmm. sorry i had to clear my throat um by the owner's children so I had to move there from there because I struggled socially. And then I went to another learning center where you're technically being homeschooled, but it's a center like a school where there's kids from each grade doing their individual homeschool work. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And then you have a teacher who will help you if you have problems, but because you're doing technically a homeschool curriculum, you can do everything without the teacher's help. It's just when concepts you don't understand, that's when you consult your teacher. But the books are very Mm -hmm. self-explanatory. So I feel like that's where a lot of my independence came. Now, obviously, Mm -hmm. it was also Christian education. So um, with each module or book or subject, there was a verse that you would learn in the beginning. There would be different checkups and tests throughout the book that you would take. And um, Bible verses were one of those checkups and tests. So that's why. Yeah. mm -hmm. That's where the Christian. So like, like if I'm doing math we're learning geometry today the entire book will teach me geometry in the beginning Mm -hmm. of the book uh they had characters too so they Mm -hmm. had these characters that started in kindergarten or even yeah in kindergarten and Mm -hmm. as you accelerated in grade the characters kind of grew with you Mm mm-hmm and they used to give you life lessons so this kid um was friends with this guy but now they are fighting because this guy did this and all the Mm -hmm. situations were similar things that you would be going through at that age group you know what i mean so like in the in in like the uh, middle school books um a lot of them would be like oh this kid hang out with the bad kids and (laughs) went out you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. different things yeah. like that. And then there's a Bible verse tied to that story and you're uh-huh. filling in or learning certain parts of the verse as you go through the book. And by mm-hmm. the end of the book, when you take your test, you should know the whole verse. Uh-huh. Oh, so you've learned your geometry and learned the verse as well. Exactly. Okay. And learned okay. life situations as well based on the story. The so it's okay. kind of really cool. It's really cool how it's set up. But it can be very isolating as a kid growing mm-hmm. up um, with... I mean, I it taught me a lot of independence. You also set your own goals. So you're like, today right. I'm going to finish four pages of my math book and three pages of this. So you're setting your own goals. I mean, mm. obviously there's like loose parameters that by this level you should have finished this or whatever but in terms Mm -hmm. of your daily goals you're the one who set it for yourself so it gave me a lot of structure it taught me a lot of independent work um it gave me a lot so you don't have like a timetable or something like that for the Mm -hmm. day you set it up for yourself Mm -hmm. no yeah exactly okay exactly and then every i think every week or something you had a meeting with a teacher just to make sure that you're achieving your goals and like you're on track or she thinks you can do six pages in english because you're excelling in that and it wouldn't take you as long you know like it's it taught me so much about business now that i'm thinking about it taught me so much about i don't know i wouldn't take away that education style for me Mm -hmm. um because i think it really helped me achieve academically 
where I needed to because mm-hmm. in a big classroom setting in Riara, like I was failing and mom already knew you tested out of this. So you're not dumb. It's yeah. just the structure. And this is one thing I have. A, oh my gosh, this can go into my job right now teaching in public high school. But like <laughs> education is not one size fits all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. kind of like has a different learning style. And just because you're failing a class, that doesn't necessarily have a lot to do with your intelligence. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel Let like this learning style, this learning know. style was set up and really helped me mm-hmm. figure out how i like to do things but Mm. um with the same thing being like you don't have as many people in your class or whatever for high school mom was like okay um let's put you in a regular high school um so that you're able to socialize with people in your class and also kind of get accustomed to having a classroom set up Mm. more traditionally especially if you want to go to university exactly So that's where I went to West Nairobi School, WNS. Um, I was there for all four years of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, Being introduced to the American curriculum at a young age. Oh, well, yeah, in ninth grade. um, It kind of like set me up to want to study in university in America just Mm -hmm. because of the kind of curriculum I was doing. And that's how, like, once I graduated and everything, I had a desire to go to America to do my studies. Um, We And also what I wanted to do. So Mm. we tossed up a couple of ideas. Like, I think South Africa was in... um, in whatever mom even brought up, like, everything I wanted to do. Like, in Kenya, the only school that I could go to was Utali. And she was like, as much as Utali is a great option, I want to set you up better almost. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I didn't, because Utali was my only option, like the big, good universities, Daysta, even like the public universities and um, USIU and all these other places, they didn't have culinary arts. That's Mm. true. So it's either I stay in Nairobi and do something that I'm not necessarily passionate about or mm-hmm. I try and explore and figure out other places that I can go. And luckily, I was able to come to America and get like some help also because I was I, I had a green card at the time or whatever it was. So it was like yeah. an easier transition and it mm-hmm. wasn't as expensive for um, Akina mom to pay. Granted, it was still very expensive and I know they worked really hard to put me through college. Um, yeah. It wasn't like I was paying the international rate because technically I would be con- I would be paying whatever mm. the Americans pay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, cool. yeah, I finished university and that's that. I have messed around with masters and many other um, careers. <laughs> I... <laughs> Yeah, Industry. my master's process is a whole mess. Like I've been in I've dropped out like 15 times. So, <laughs> currently I have a lot of credits in a lot of different masters, masters, <laughs> masters. <laughs> and well, I am well, still not sure which one I want to finish. That's cool. Okay, so um based on like how we all grew up what are like some of the phrases that you had the folks say often or like 
what's the importance what was the feeling you felt was the importance of education <clears throat> excuse me from their perspective for me i feel like education was like one of those things where you get good grades you're not you don't fail your classes and mm. education never was like higher education rather because high school and primary school it is what it is you go you have to um higher mm. education was never an option either it was more of where are you going and what are you doing rather than do you want to go to university because mm-hmm. I've noticed like in American culture and in other societies, they ask you, oh, so what are your plans after high school? You know what I oh. mean? Like, are you starting a business? Are you going to trade school? Are you going to university? Are you going to start working? Like, what are your options? For me, I never felt like there was an option. It was education, education, period. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Gadani? Yamber? <laughs> <laughs> We said the opposite. Go ahead. Um, for me, I think it was emphasized that you need to not only be in school, but to do well in school. So I remember like um, there's a time in class six where I wasn't getting, I guess we were doing the exams out of the 700 and I was told something like get 472 marks and I'll give you a gift. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't doing as well as it was expected. And so because I'm petty, I got exactly 472 marks and got my gift. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so it's just one of those things. I feel like it was very important. Like, make sure you get this. And I think it was emphasized even when I finished high school, where it was like I was told, you can go directly to university if you get a C plus and above. If you don't get a C plus, you have to do something else. You know what I mean? You're not going to try and figure out like, I know here there's, like, bridging courses and other things you can do pre-university. It was like, no, that's not an option if you don't get it. And so when I got mm-hmm. a C, in as much as I was surprised when I ended up in Uganda, I had been told you have to pass and this is the only way to do it. So it's one of those things where not only do you need to get to the next level, you need to excel before you get mm-hmm. to the next level. Don't just skate through into the next level. It's you have to do well because it gives you better options, I guess, when you're going to university and everything so mm, yeah, yeah a lot of pressure on not only being in school but passing and passing well you know yeah. Mm, yeah 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 i feel the same way there was um the pressure to pass um but sometimes i don't think that that was purely from home i think maybe also just the 844 system is built to reward um success i mean like it's a question of going to a good school versus a bad school or and and I use those words very loosely but um there was that pressure to always do well i think there's once in high school i had i, I really struggled in the beginning and especially you know in at the end of form 2 you can drop some classes and i'll be very honest with you the sciences were not my strength so i really mm. hey like physics i don't know that i ever even got a c i was just like struggling through that thing yeah. you know um yeah. and i remember once having a conversation um uh, maybe when i was in form three where well, i was just like me i don't know what to tell you anymore nyam like your future is the one that's in the balance so whatever you decide to do is up to you and to be oh, honest, yeah. that 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 day he was just like, but there is 
it's on you girl it's up to you is when i was like fam i have to work <laughs> i have to work <laughs> beyond my abilities to make this thing work yeah. so i yeah. think for me then it became to lean heavier into the things that were my strengths so like art and english and the things i enjoyed and found easy Siari. to do history you know so yeah. those things were easier for me um than the sciences and so i still did uh what is relatively okay i got a b minus in in high school um but i really worked for it i like i i felt like i really struggled through it another thing though is um i remember a conversation around so because i was an art student for four years my art teacher had already told me you know your strength is in graphic design um you're able to think well with like pictures and words um i i knew for a fact like sculpture is also good for me um but so when i was exploring things to do post high school I always thought I would do graphic design. But at the time when I finished school, there were no graphic design four-year programs. Um, it was like you could go to cool graphics for like a six-month stint or I think there was like a diploma. Um, at University of Nairobi, you had like, a, they had a Bachelor of Arts in Fine Art. So it wasn't specific mm -hmm. to graphic design. It was like more holistic. Um and so, incidentally, I ended up doing communication at DESA because I found that it's a four-year program that includes advertising, which will teach me the graphic design that um, I want to learn, as well as strengthen now, like, copywriting and all these other things. So when I went to DESA, yeah. it wasn't because I wanted to study communications. It's because it was a four-year program that was seen to be acceptable um for graphic designers for graphic design aspects um yeah. so i i always felt that it was a must to do not a diploma not a short course but like a degree program and then mm -hmm. the secondary thing was if it fits into what you want to do yeah mm -hmm. it wasn't what's your pass what's your passion and then you know <laughs> yeah uh, so it was still a blessing in that way i wouldn't change anything for it but um yeah for sure that was um the thing for me um yeah so that was the emphasis i think i also i should mention that um after i finished my degree mom was especially mom was very uh, emphatic on doing a master's um, please yes <laughs> <laughs> and i remember having this conversation with her and just being like but in what for what because in my mind i was like i didn't want to do a master's just to have a master's at that time i was also like gearing up to a wedding you know i don't know some things are just like youth and stuff like that but mom's someone... view was like masters fast as someone who lived in that household 
masters 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 was on the thing yeah. when i finished college she was like okay so are you going to start a masters what are you starting a masters in i think you should do an mba blah 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 blah, blah. yeah even now she's like when are you finishing your masters not in a pressuring way not yeah. at all but yeah. she was very like she's very like get your education when you have the energy yeah because after that you're not going to um what have the energy to do it but in the in the same breath we are so young after we finish our undergrad like we don't yeah. really know what we want to do that masters in true you know? and for me so i think because i've never been told that by mom <laughs> i'm like i'm wow. seen i'm so glad she was just like we got a degree guys let's take what we do <laughs> <laughs> i feel seen yeah thank you <laughs> okay that's interesting yeah so for me, I was but just, I, also, I felt like my work experience was going to be more important. Of course, I think being in a very serious relationship at that time, because by the time I graduated, I was maybe two months out from my wedding. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, it's because I delayed my graduation by one year because the school was not offering the classes I needed to graduate because of lack of quorum. Um, Mm -hmm. and so those were some of the hiccups I was facing that I was just like, am I even really sure that I want to proceed with a master's when I don't know that this is the thing, like what I envisioned for my graphic design, how I wanted it to work, how I wanted my, uh, what I imagined I would be doing versus what I was actually experiencing was not the same. So, um, Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe, I think she also gave up. She's not asked me about her master's in a while. <laughs> she but you know, the holding. funny thing is, mom... Check mom, your WhatsApp just now. <laughs> Honestly, mom is so funny because we, she was just here this last week. So I spent some time with her and mm-hmm. she was telling me how she's like, sometimes I think I should do my master's, but I don't need that education anymore. I think she's changed her <laughs> mindset because... <laughs> She's just kind of like professional um, courses are where it's at, which our generation has kind, of, has kind of like um, figured that, yeah, professional courses are where it's at. So I think yeah. like I definitely see what she was saying about like the morale to go back to school, because even doing school after being out of it a couple of years removed, hey, it's hard. I'm like it's a bad student. You know what I mean? True. It's true. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so especially anyway, when it doesn't point. feel like it has that weight. You know, when you're doing your first degree, it feels like it determines what I do for work. When you're working and you're just like, mm, this is like a fun thing, I guess. So when you don't have that pressure to like, yeah, it's going to determine something in my life. It's just like, okay, I do a master's for fun. Um, mm. Unless you're like in a space where like master's matter, you know, maybe in the sciences. But I guess because we are all artists, I don't know that it would necessarily affect what it is. You'd be surprised. I think nowadays the job descriptions have a lot of like MBAs as a qualification or a prerequisite for you to get the job. But I think also, and maybe that's tying into the where I want the discussion to go. So um, there's this Center for Creative Leadership in 1990. They came up with like this uh formula or basis i'm using the words also again very loosely where they look at this ratio of 70 to 20 to 10 
um, where it comes to learning. So they're saying when you're learning in day-to-day life, you can attribute mm-hmm. 70% of it as experience. Yeah, so there are three E's. Mm-hmm. 70% is attributed to experience. Um, 20% is attributed to exposure. And mm-hmm. 10% is um attributed to education so when we're talking about experience we're talking about like learning on the job um Mm -hmm. when we're talking about exposure we're talking about now like the social aspects or interaction with others connections Mm -hmm. um networking and then education now i mean like attending classes or like reading studying yeah so based Mm -hmm. on this breakdown of 70% 70% experience, 20% exposure, and 10% education. Um, does that kind of align based on where you are now um, in terms of how you grew up versus how you're living now? Do you see that the bulk is of your learning or the things that you actually are using in your day-to-day life? Is it mostly experience or do you feel like your education actually played like a really large part? Um, what do you think? Kathani? For me, education hasn't, what I studied and what I've done have not had anything to do with each other for a while. Mm. I think like now I'm kind of getting into the space where maybe-ish I can use some of the knowledge I learned, but... Um, because when I was doing school, I was working for a freight company while I did journalism in school. So I didn't actually, for that it was experience because I'd gotten a job in freight before I got into school and then I switched jobs in that area. So my expertise in that area had nothing to do with my papers and I was getting papers as I did that job that had nothing to do with the job. And I worked in that like field for I think eight or nine years. I was in freight and operations. But there's nothing in my education that had anything to do with it. So that was more about, I guess, experience, because that's Mm. what determined. Like, even if I was to go back to that space now, it's just based on that time that I learned. I still probably have an advantage to someone who went to school in that field because Mm. of how many years of experience I have. Um, Where I'm at now with podcasting, because, again, it's a very new medium, there's no place to have an education for it yet. So schools are starting to do things for podcasting now, trying to put them into the curriculum and things mm-hmm. like that in media mm-hmm. schools. So again, for me, in as much as in journalism, because I did broadcast media specifically, that's what I specialized in. So it kind of works with radio in some senses where if you talk about the law of it or how to present things and um, like the do's and don'ts of media of like how you talk about people how you present things that would be something that I could use but I feel like that I use it more as a podcaster than in the podcasting space and even then Mm. because the industry is new and it's growing again it's an experience thing where even if a child was to graduate next week with podcasting because I've worked in the space as long as I have I have Mm. an advantage with my experience over the person who has the theory of the thing i am doing so Mm -hmm. i feel like experience is very important um Mm. but i feel like also the connections what was the word used for connections exposure yeah so i feel like exposure also is important because there's some things that when you're trying to 
like how I got my job in Freint. Freint. Hey, Freint. Wow. Wow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's because of connections with mom, you know, because she's been in the industry for a while. She knew someone who was looking for a job. I got a job that way. So I think mm. that there's a play on both, even like how I got into the space I'm in. How I got my job is because a friend of mine heard about it and then introduced me to the person and I had the interview in that sense from that space of exposure. It's my connections that got me into mm. the space, but it's my mm. experience that has carried me based on what it is I'm learning and everything. So I feel like the experience is the most important, but exposure mm-hmm. helps. Yeah. And I don't think like, even when you guys were talking about it, when Yam was like, people really focus on KCPE and how important it is. Like, I got a C. If you're in high school, like, you're told that if you get a C, you failed, your life is over. But like, is it? Because I have a degree now, but someone who mm. got a C, ideally, you should not, you can only get a diploma. You can only work in certain jobs. And I'm like, it's not the, yeah. it's not really how life actually is. You have the options to go like diploma level to higher diploma to like, you know, degree. Mm. And there's, it's just it will be a different journey, but you can or get even start you want a to business. Go. You know, college is not yeah, the only even, way. Exactly. So there's so many ways to get the quote unquote education, and a lot of people normally say for a lot of the companies that exist, it's the C and D students who created the companies that the A and B students work for. Because I have the idea, mm. but I need the expertise of the people at the top. So I'm like, mm. it's great to be an A and B student, but also the C and Ds are the ones who will create the job and then be like, okay, I don't know how to do this. Let me hire this person to do it. And you're making them the money. So I don't think, I, I, I agree with it. I think the split work. I think, yeah, I think the split works. I think experience is very important because it allows you an advantage. Because if I get educated, even if they decide you must be educated in podcasting, I would go back to school and do it. But my experience then would put me at such like, such an advantage to anyone else who's coming into the space. So I agree. I, I'm, I'm going to add a different dynamic to it because the okay. way I think about it, um, the education is less still very valuable but less than the exposure meaning like all the people that you meet and connect with because school like yes i got an education especially college college is what i'm talking about Mm. even high Mm -hmm. school school is where i just got an education but the people that i hang out with at lunch and the people that i like talked to on the bus or whatever it is like that's where the real experience and exposure coincide because um yes i have the papers and i didn't do so well or i did well who cares you know the people that i met are the ones who got me my job which gave me more experience which gave Mm -hmm. me another job which gave me more experience you know Mm -hmm. like when i think Mm -hmm. of my life like when i was in university i started working because america is expensive (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and i knew my parents were already working so 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 hard to educate me so i didn't i felt very shy when it came to asking for money from them because i knew they're already putting in so much effort to educate me so Mm -hmm. 
let me just start working. So I got a job in the States. The way I got the job, literally Christian's roommate's girlfriend worked at a restaurant. And I think Christian and I, or or her and me were talking one day and I was like, oh, I'm looking for a job. And she's like, oh, let me talk to my chef and see if they're hiring. You know what I mean? Mm, And then I ended up getting that job and I had to prove myself because there's pressure. First, because the job that I got was a connect who still works there. So I better bust my ass because I'm not going to make her look bad and I'm going to be the best I can be. Mm-hmm. And then after that job, you meet other people or whatever it is who will give you your next opportunity. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how literally my entire career has progressed. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, this person who will recommend something to you. And even in Nairobi, because like even through university, like when I came home for the summers and everything, I wasn't sitting at home. Mom was like, okay, you're getting an internship or something like that, you know? Yeah. And like I ended up working like at Hemingway's and Dari just because of like people she knew or connections that I had. And because my mom is like opening the door for me, I'm also going to work hard because I don't want to disappoint anyone, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm busting my ass at that internship to help me get to the next level so it's like one of those things where i don't know if that education versus con not connection what is it exposure Exposure. what are the percentages again so it's 70 percent now of course this this was developed when they're looking at like leadership and um learning in the workplace so from a professional standpoint mm-hmm. but basically mm-hmm. the breakdown is 70% experience learning on the job like on as you go 20% exposure based on interaction with others or that kind of social connection and then 10% education education okay yeah. Okay. So and and again, that's why I was saying in your experience, it could be entirely very different. Um, I guess again, Zoom says thumbs up to Nyam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's I think so I kind of agree with this. But the thing I found so interesting. So let me say, like in my experience, um, I I remember when I was um how do i say there's i think there's there's to be very honest there's like a divide also in kenya for a while and maybe it's happened more recently than before but if you went to an 844 school it's considered that you don't have as much exposure as if you went to like an american system school or a british system school so you end up having like people in our generation who are bringing up children working extra hard to ensure that their children have um access to an education from an american system or british system school because um one maybe the quality of the uh facilities could be one in terms of government school versus um, another um, private school. But then also there's the dynamic of exposure. I think there's a lot of um, importance that Kenyans place on exposure. So this idea that you're putting your child in school with people that um, 
like their classmates will be people who will also help them further along in life. And mm-hmm. to be very honest, I had never thought about this until uh, the person, until until I was getting married. And because I married someone who had gone to very different schools than I had. Um, and it was very clear that... And even his parents would be very clear that they made those decisions and those sacrifices because of the exposure. Um, And I remember like having many conversations with people that they went to school with or whatever and being like, yeah, I went to State House Girls and they'd just be like, which school is that? Um, Like, I've never heard of that school Um, because in the ranking based on the schools that they went to, they did not know of the 844 type schools. Yeah. Um, and I remember, and I think I've, I had a bit of a crisis at that time, just being like, am I really in this world? Like, I don't understand this world. Like there are people who do not know of 844 schools yet are very much Kenyan, you know, or like, you know, So sometimes I'm like, and maybe not so much now, I think it's also just dependent on your upbringing. So because there are some people who are very down to earth and still have a grasp of what day to day life looks like and have been to these more exposed or expensive or other um, system schools. Yeah. So um, I think that. Yeah, go, go ahead, ahead Chico. Yeah, so no, I, I, I was going to move to something else. Yeah, I was going to say there's there's a difference in the exposure, but sometimes I'm I I I wonder if if it's always on the positive side. And sometimes I think there's sometimes uh you'll be like, "Okay, so it's so great that you have all these exposure and opportunities." Um but if you don't have a pulse on what happens in the day-to-day life, you can also have a really hard time adjusting um, because I've also seen experiences where maybe your parents fall on hard times and then you actually are unable to survive in now the normal, how do you say, like what is typically a normal environment. So I think there's balance in everything. Um, but sometimes it also yeah yeah that's what i was going to ask you about because i was like okay so you said all that like i know us guys like you and gadoni have a similar like Mm -hmm. um, educational background Mm -hmm. um other than gadoni going to public Public university university, and that school in uganda for Mm -hmm. a levels Mm -hmm. um what do you think of my education then in contrast? Like, am I in touch with reality? <laughs> or is it just so different? Or are. like, what's... Like, in a family, like, how do we handle those? I mean, not handle. It's not never been a problem, I don't think. It's never brought mm. up a problem. But like, your thoughts. So I think... What do you think? I think in terms of... Um, in terms of our work experience, I think everybody lands on the job, regardless of what it is, education-wise, you went to, whatever. That Period. always is the same. But I definitely yeah. feel like... Um, I don't know that it's positive or negative. I wouldn't put it on that scale. 
but exposure is different. Um, and it's not just from assessment. Even mom has been very clear. Like one of the things she'll say is, and it sometimes is like a pinch, but she'll be like, oh, I really wish you had gone to better schools. Yeah. So because then I'm like, okay, but I am still very intelligent, you know, or I, I, you know, there's this idea that maybe if I had gone to Canada, I would be better off than where I am now. But sometimes I'm like, in real life, that's not the way it works. Yeah. It's like I went to private university. Gavani went to a uh, a public university. I don't think Just that I rank I'm her like as less child. intelligent or less, um, <laughs> yeah, or like less than me. Yeah. But also, I'm acutely aware that because you went to an American system high school, for you going to an American college was easier of a transition. Whereas for me, it was. It was never a thought that I will travel outside of the country. In fact, it was automatic that my first degree will be a local one. If I choose to then go outside of the country, it could be for my master's. At the same time, I think maybe in contrasting how we grew up, like maybe for you, mom telling you, you know, okay, you finished your degree. Now you can go and do your master's. It was obvious that she would, or it was, it can be that she will take care of the bill. But for me, it was like, once you finish university, your undergrad, after that, any other further education you choose to do, that's on you. Yeah. Like, oh, no, that was on me too. Yeah. Okay. That was okay. on me. The I think the pressure was the same, meaning that like we were both pressured to do the master's, but yeah. I don't think there was but any expectation was, that she was going to pay for it. That she was going to pay for it. Yeah. So I think sometimes that's even in the differences you'll see between maybe how us we grew up and how other people grew up. I've experienced people who are aware that their parents will pay for them however much education they choose to do. Like, there is always going to be a pot of funds for that. Whereas maybe for other people, it's like, my responsibility is to get you to the university level. Post that, it is your own responsibility. Now, I don't think on a scale, it's like good or bad. I think maybe life and experience has also taught me that you can also be successful and and thrive without ever going to college yeah i don't think i think the problem is the setup that we are brought up with of you have to study you have to you have to pass you have to finish up to this level and only then can you then rank in society or be okay it's that it's not black and white like that yeah yeah, that's definitely. Also... Sorry, she go ahead. Go. That <laughs> it's like season two. We're back, baby, but we forgot how to record. We forgot I'm just what kidding. This looks like Goshiko. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, yeah, and it's as much as like it's brought a lot of pressure to us how our parents like push that educational thing. Like the only way you're going to succeed in life is if you go to university. Um. As much as that gave us trauma, it brings us trauma. I think on their behalf, like, that's what they had seen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They had seen that you only get those jobs if you get your degree. 
And then on top of that, you only get the step above jobs if If you you get get your master's. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it's like they pushed it so much on us. And now we are saying, holy shit, I can just make videos and get a million dollars. Like I can only imagine by the time all of us are having kids, like what we're going to like expect or think, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I guess it's also the change in times based on technology. Yeah, true. And I think also it's the illusion that public education is lower education because even in the public school system, there's like hierarchy where it's like Riara ranks higher than a hospital hill, but that hospital hill ranks higher than something else. So like for public school, if I tell someone I was in state house, they're like, ooh, bougie. Whereas if you go now to the spaces like Nyam was saying, where they're just like, what is a state house girl, you know? Exactly, um, yeah. It's also in the different spaces, it feels like it ranks higher. I remember when I went to um, university on the first day of orientation and someone had me speaking and they were like, oh, you went, what private school were you in? It's like, what school were you in? And I told them and they're like, no, but like what private school? And I was like, why? And they're like, because of how you speak. And I was like, I just had good English teachers, but that's possible in public school. And it's that illusion that just because you're in a public school or in a public school system, you can't be articulate. You can't articulate. You can't like present yourself in a certain way. You can't be in society. I'm not as good as even Yam, for example, because she went to a private school, so she should one-up me on the university level, you know. Because, yes, I did journalism, but journalism at University of Nairobi versus a journalist from Daystar or USIU, Daystar and USIU are better, yeah, than a person at University of Nairobi. And it's that, I think, because society expects it that way, you already have a one-up or down based on where it is you are educated, and I don't think it's necessarily fair. I also don't think it's fair that some people think that how I enunciate is more important. And so if I talk like this, I'm more likely to get a job in a fancy place. And I'm just like, yeah, but if I say the RL wrong, does it make me less intelligent? You know what I mean? Just yeah. because I can't say the words right doesn't mean I'm not intelligent. And I feel like sometimes we don't put that strength behind that. And that's where now you'll see people or you'll see people being taught subconsciously that it's better for your child to go to this system because then your child goes into that system. Apart from Shiko, I don't know how she became shadier than us, but you go into that <laughs> system and you come out with that accent, right? And you'll be like, hey, yeah, um, I was in school. Um, I was just here. And those are the people who get the jobs in the fancy. You know, you know what? You know I'll what? be the media I'm person. Noticed. I'll be this, you know. You know what I've noticed, Kadoni? Uh-huh. is when I'm in, okay, so now, like where I teach, I'm in public um high school, yeah? But then, at the same time, like, it's kind of like an international-ish area. So I have, like, people who've transferred, like, from wherever they have, Korea, Siju, Japan, all these people, Hispanics who've just come here, so have an accent, all these things. Like, when people say those things wrong, sometimes I'm like, you you feel yourself like snickering kidogo. Yeah. But you're like I'm a you shrub. Realize, I'm a shrub. But yeah. everyone else, like if you look in the room, they're just literally just listening to what this kid has to say. You know what I mean? 
So it's those it's just those things where like culturally, if you're Kikuyu and you do the R's and the L's, it's a funny thing and it translates to other areas, which is not always the most positive thing, you know, now that I've noticed, because people just speak differently and it has nothing to do with what they have to say. Yeah. And I think that's why yeah. like in other spaces it's funny for us and I'm okay with it being funny. Let me not say that that's a bad thing. It's hilarious and I will laugh at it forever. I laugh at myself even, but I'm just like, don't let that be the reason why someone's not getting a job, you know, where don't let that be the thing that you use to determine a person's intelligence because just cause I can't speak. It's the thing that for someone to be talking that way means that Kikuyu is one of their first languages, which means they're trilingual by the time they're coming in. Or if it's someone from Lowland or Kalenjin, this is a trilingual person coming into the space. That already gives them a one-up anywhere else in the world, right? But for us, it's like, ew, why don't you speak your English properly? And I feel like we need to change society's mindset in that space because not only will it allow us to, like, not only think of international schools as a place to take our children, but it will also put emphasis on how well we grow our public school system because we want even the people in the public school will see them as intelligent and it will be important for us to give them the same level of education and give them the same like starting place in the playing field of the workspace you know so yeah makes sense um sure yeah so i think we are different even in in this siblinghood in terms of our yeah, for sure. exposure, in terms of our education, in terms of our experience. But at the end of the child. day, I think Kevin <laughs> <laughs> keeps calling herself a girl child. I'm but, a girl um, child. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, there's there also, I think there are levelers in life. Um, you can go to the best schools, have the most exposure, um, and then be completely out of touch with the people that you have to live. I mean, like, unless you're also going to move to a different place to live with the people you've been exposed to, sometimes then it doesn't translate. On the flip side, it can be that you are, like Gavani was saying, super smart, book smart, absolutely no street smart unable to relate with people like on the day-to-day um, or you can go to school have the best education even be an A student and then that thing does not translate into your day-to-day job you know so and even if you are doing the exact same thing you know um, the, the structure is different and this is like where we were talking about the importance of professional courses. You can learn the theory of the thing, but then when it comes to the practicality on the day-to-day, it's a totally different thing. Um, and also the importance of upskilling every time because like you're saying, the, the time you went to school and the time you are in now is completely different um, with tech and all these things. So you also have to keep figuring out, like Gavani, by the time she was doing her journalism, podcasting wasn't really a thing. Um, and who knows when it will be in the curriculum. I mean, I think you talked about some schools. There's universities, yeah, some universities, now. like Daystar has added it, Multimedia University yeah. have added it now. So there's a few of them who are realizing that it's actually a thing. 
but it's one of those things where it's going to be like one class it's not like i will graduate as a podcaster you know i'm a professional yeah, podcaster so <laughs> so again it speaking ends of, up being... can i tell you something funny uh-huh. so i was because i still get my university's alarm um emails and everything just to keep up with what's going on and whatever um they now have a course on cannabis entrepreneurship and i'm oh, like wow. hey, a whole course on that Put in the and i was like what's that ganja farmer uh-huh. yes so wow. interesting yeah, yeah but that's the thing like everything changes yeah. it's evolving um, Oscar. Oscar so even the education that when you i sang rely... ganja farmer Sorry, Kadani, you are saying? I said Oscar looked at me so judgingly when I started seeing Ganja Planta. He was just like, are you seeing him? Look, look. He said, yeah, Because Oscar is saved. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I have done a good job as a mother. Praise the Lord. Yeah, Rolling. so I feel like at the end of the day, I mean, even you guys who are listening, let us know, like, is it the same for you? Do you feel like some of you in the same home have different exposure or different e- education? Um, do you rank things differently? Has this affected how maybe you view education for your children? Like maybe did you go to an 844 school and now you swear your children cannot go to an 844 school? Um, is that, Gavani is lifting her hand, is that more about the content of the education or is it around like the structure you know like yeah corporal punishment or also because i've heard another um whatever of i've heard another narrative of parents who went to 844 schools like really strict ones and came into a lot of wealth where they could afford to take their kids to um private schools because they tend to be more expensive but choose to take their kids to 844 exactly yeah for grounding yeah for grounding or maybe they feel that they turned out okay so they're giving the child the same opportunity i also have friends who feel like the education system at this time is just like exorbitantly overpriced overhyped um that nobody should be paying that amount of 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 school fees so they're like they will not buy into like the commercialization of an education to that level uh, there's also homeschooling as well um so yeah let us for me, know what, it's what are actually your for me i feel like it's different where us guys were allowed to play and do things like that while we were in school and i feel like kids now it's so much more just education and i'm like if the school allows my child to be a child also while they learn i'm gucci whatever school mm-hmm. it is yeah, yeah. i'd love so, to know what our audience has to say yeah so yeah. that would be a very interesting topic um you can find us at okikiasi okaykiasi let's go um, anywhere anywhere that's the smoothest i've ever said that line in my i'm book. so Looking proud like, of you shouting thanks so babe yeah so um yeah and, and we'll probably two. also put like uh uh what is it poll on yeah, on our, our Instagram. Mm. So follow us on at OKKiasi. Yeah. And TikTok, all all the things, all the things. Yeah. As usual, I am Shika. I'm Nyam. And I'm Gavani. 
And this has been OK Kiasi. Thank you for listening in. Let's go. See you later. Bye. See you next week. <laughs>